Welcome to Steps Forward with Ricky, a weekly walking podcast designed to help you take steps forward in your life and your day. Hello, hello. Welcome to the episode. What episode are we on? 52. Yeah, wow. 52 episodes. I'm actually in the in this, um, I'm creating a podcast studio in my apartment right now. So it's going to be really cool if you're watching this. We've got some more things in store for you to come. So welcome to the podcast. My name is Ricky. I'm your host. And I usually don't start the podcast any of the way. I just started it. But here we are. And I am excited to be here. I'm always excited to be here. This is a walking podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure you are walking and putting one foot in front of the other. If you are an avid listener, a red, you know, an OG, and you're not walking, I honestly don't even know what to say to you. So I had um, this poll up the other day where anyone could ask me a question, and it would be anonymous. I honestly can't say that word. So like, I'm just not even going to try again. I don't know why it's so hard for me, but I can't say it. So some people submitted questions. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm going to read a few of them and answer them. And then I want to talk about in this episode, um, the ending of my last relationship. I've, I've been getting a lot of messages from people on TikTok asking me, you know, how did I know that this person wasn't the one? And how do you know? And all this stuff. And I think it's a really important conversation because so many people are looking for a million reasons as to why someone isn't the one. And I'm going to go into that. But let's first answer some questions because some of these are like kind of ridiculous. Okay. What's your favorite food? This is for me. Um, honestly, my favorite food, I'm not a big foodie. I'm, I'm very like, I love French fries. <laughs> I just love French fries and I love sourdough bread. I don't even know if that's, but then I, when I think about it, I'm like, I love graham crackers and Hershey bar and s'mores. So I don't know. It's a hard question to answer. What's my favorite food? I'm going to go with French fries with like a side of chocolate and s'mores and graham crackers and all the other things that I love. I don't like that question. Next question. Have you ever cheated? You got to be honest, LOL. Have I ever cheated? Yes, I have. I have cheated before only once because I have like the guiltiest conscience in the whole world. Um, I was 21 and I was in a relationship and I cheated on my boyfriend at the time. Um, you know, now that I think about it, <laughs> I actually did. You know, no, no. Yeah, I was, I was sorry. I was 20. I was 22, yeah. And I had a boyfriend. His name was Ryan, and he lived in New York, and I lived in Michigan, and we met at University of Michigan. And we were together for, like, six months, and one of my ex-boyfriends had come into town for, like, a football game from New York, too. And, um, yeah, I cheated on him. That was obviously the end of our relationship. And the truth is is that he cheated on me first. So I obviously didn't, you know, I wasn't to get him back, but you know, you don't you don't forget things like that and they take a pull, take a toll on your relationships. Then you do things out of resentment. So yeah, I've cheated once and never again. It's an interesting question. Does trauma affect your sex life? Does it trauma affect my sex life or does it does it affect sex life in general? I would say that trauma affects every part of your life. Um, some people, you know, trauma could affect their sex life where they have no sex drive or they can't get close to people. Some people you know, hook up with everybody. I think it's really different. I think that the way that trauma would affect your sex life in a lot of ways would be like physically, right? So maybe you have a low sex drive, maybe, you know, you have a hard time having an orgasm or things like that. So this is kind of like a broad conversation. I'm also not a sex therapist or a doctor. So what else we got here? Any tips on dating, continuing relationships or continuing a relationship with avid smokers? with active smokers after stopping? This is a really good question. 
Here's how I see it. I personally, and everyone's different because everyone's relationship with weed or what their, you know, their goal is very different. For me personally, I didn't hang out with a lot of people that smoked. I always smoked alone. So that was never something that I had to deal with. However, I could never at this point in my life, and it's not because I can't be around marijuana or I'm triggered by it. None of that is true. Anyone can smoke in front of me at any time. And I don't think about it. But I don't think I would actually like choose, I wouldn't be attracted to somebody who was smoking all the time, right? Because our lives would just be so different. So I think it's like, but I wouldn't care if my boyfriend randomly smoked at a party one day, like that's fine. But I, I think it depends on like, who are you and what is your lifestyle, right? Because if you're somebody that's went from smoking all the time to not, then your lifestyle might be really different now. And so you might be doing things that you wouldn't do before because you didn't have the space to do it. So I think it's a question of like, does this person fit into my lifestyle anymore? And am I triggered when this person smokes? And does it move me forward or does it keep me where I'm at? Even if you're still on your journey, everything takes up energetic space. So if you're hanging out with someone or people that smoke all the time, even if you're not smoking, you have to think to yourself, like, are these the kind of people that I want to hang out with? Like, do they teach me things? Are they going to elevate my growth? Because you really are who you hang out with. And so just because you're not engaging with the, the substance or the in the situation doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't take away from you. I think it's really hard to be in a relationship with someone or to be around friends that live a totally different life than you. I mean, if you smoked all day with these people, or you smoke all the time with your partner, you used to, and now you don't, that's, that's going to create a different relationship, right? It's like, I used to get, let's say I got drunk all the time with my party friends. I wouldn't, it would be different to go out with them. Not because it wouldn't be possible. It would just be like, oh, wait, we connected through this. So I think it's really good to ask yourself, who are you? Who are you trying to be? And where are you trying to go? Because you might find that the more you step away from old stories and old beliefs and old programming and weed and, and different things in your life that you might have less in common with the people in your life, which is hard to wrap your head around, but it's okay. And then there's also like, if you have a partner that doesn't smoke a lot, then it might not be a big deal for you. I think it's personal. I just personally like would never date somebody who was a big smoker. I wouldn't even be attracted to it. So I don't know if that's helpful or not, but I always think like, if you have to ask, there's like a part of you that's that's probably like not, there's a part of you that's probably struggling with it. Um, I think you've got to decide what you want for yourself. And do these people elevate you or do they keep you where you're at? Okay, weird question, but is it normal to have zero sex drive right now with while I'm quitting weed? Yes, very normal. Um, low, you have low levels of dopamine, right? So dopamine, um, THC releases dopamine in your brain. So you're just naturally not as like high. And you're probably having some anxiety come up and there might be a lot of different things that you're experiencing with your body and with your mind. So yes, it's very, very normal. Just stay the course. It's okay. You don't have to force anything. Try to find other ways to feel good. You know, find pleasure in other things, go for walks or, you know, listen to music or dance or just try to get your serotonin, your dopamine levels up and that you'll, things will start to even out. But really the first few months, it might just be one of those journeys that you're going to have to go on. So yeah, that is normal. Um, definitely normal. Okay. What else does someone ask me? Nope. Not answering that. The weirdest trend I've done. I don't even know what that means. I'm not a big trend follower. I'm a trend creator. Okay. Um, this one person told me they have a crush on me. What's up? I've been single for so long. I don't even know what that means. I, literally for like my whole life it feels like okay anyways let's get into it speaking of being single 
So I, my boyfriend and I broke up. I mean, my ex-boyfriend and I broke up um, almost one year ago. And if you know me, you know the stories of just like the the last 11 months of my life of starting my podcast, walking away from weed, my relationship ending, the road trip, starting walking away from weed, my TikTok, all the, I've done this, you know, moving to California, this whole journey. And it's wild to think that my relationship ended a year ago. It's even more wild because I'm just starting to talk about all of it. It's just in the way of like, I can really speak from a different space now. And that's, that's just leadership in general, right? You have some space from something and then you're like, oh, wow, I can teach on this. And, you know, I put a video up on TikTok about the ending of our relationship and, and the conversation that he ultimately sat me down and said. So I'm going to give you some context really quickly. How do I say this without sounding like, it might sound wrong. So my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend and I had a wonderful relationship. We, I was very in love with him. He was very in love with me. And I would say that there's always, there's always a knowing. There just is. You can run from it. You can hide from it. You can drink it away. You can smoke it away. You can do whatever you want. But you always know. Someone, always, someone asked me the other day, like, how did you know he wasn't the one? I'm like, how do you know someone is the one? There's no difference. Someone says, this person's the one I knew right away. And you ask them why. And they're like, I can't explain it. Someone says, why is that person not the one? They want to know all the reasons why. And it's like, why does it have to be a reason? I wanted my ex-boyfriend to be the one so badly because how much easier is life when they're the fucking one? No more dating, no more this. You get to just have the beautiful, pretty little journey life that you've always wanted and it's great. But you can't make the one the one if they're not the one. He wasn't the one. He wasn't the one for a long time. But I didn't want that because I loved him and because we were really great together. And so there's this confusion of like, does it have to be horrible? For him not to be the one, for them not to be the one, no. It just has to be wrong. And this was one of the things that I had that I dealt with because I, I think he felt similar. I think we both wanted it to be right. I think no, I think no matter how much healing I had done in my life, I don't I think the outcome would have been the same. Some people are just not meant to be together. They're meant to be together for a certain period of time. And he did so much for me. I did so much for him. Um, even though it was like I was a hot mess in that relationship. But Honestly, like, I would say about eight months in, I just had this, like, feeling. Um, and we were only together for, like, a year and a half, maybe almost two years. We lived together. We did all, all the things. And you get this feeling in your stomach. And it's so fucking uncomfortable and scary that you do anything to not have that feeling, right? So what I would do is I would smoke or I would just ignore it and, and tell myself something different. I used to have this thing on my phone. It's called the truth note. I would write out the truth. I'd be like, you know, he's, Josh is, you know, he's not the one. And then I would erase it. I would literally erase it. I couldn't look at it. And I thought if I could just write it out a little bit and look at it for five seconds, then maybe I'll be less scared of it. But I couldn't. I would write it out and I would erase it immediately. I'd throw my phone across the room and pretend that never existed. That's how scary it is. Because when it's good, but you want great, it's hard to wrap your head around it. And I know some of you are listening right now, and you are in this situation. And listen, I also know what it feels like to not be in that place right now. You're not ready. It's too fucking scary. You're going to try, and you should. It's not bad, so you're not going to leave. They, they love you so much, and you should. You should do what you need to do, because at some point, you won't want to do it anymore. It will eat you alive. 
And I wasn't even the one that ended my relationship. He did, but I opened the door. I knew what I was doing. And I think God that he ended our relationship because someone has to someone has to be strong enough for the relationship to do it. Someone has to take that role sometimes. And you know, you set someone free. You set yourself free when you decide that you want more and that it's okay. You know, when I would close my eyes and I would imagine myself at my wedding, that's kind of how I knew. I just was like, I don't know, this doesn't, this is, this is not the feeling that people describe. Not that it has to be the same exact feeling, but I want that feeling, right? Like, that's what I want for myself. I want to have, I want the feeling of like 100%, this is my person, I love them so fucking much, and that's it. And I, I'm not willing to settle. You should not be willing to settle, and you might not feel like you're settling. You might feel like walking away is going to be this whole thing where you can't ever figure it out and you're never going to date again. But I don't think it's like that. I mean, I'm not in a relationship. Obviously, I've been single now for a year, but that's because I had to go on this journey first to even meet my person, to even track the person that I wanted in my life. And the person that I was with was like the most solid person in the entire world. So there was this healthy part of me that attracted that, that wanted that. But guess what? I had to fucking become that first. I attracted this person in my life so he could show me what I actually wanted to become. And so you might not be ready. And you might not have a list of reasons as to why the person isn't the one, but you don't need any fucking reason. You know what you need? You need to close your eyes and you need to think about who's walking down the aisle. You need to think about the person who is going to be the father or mother of your child. You need to think about growing old with someone. And if you get that feeling in your stomach, that's the only thing you need because your body never lies, but you do. We do all the time. And when you connect to your body, it holds the truth and you can lean into the truth. But stop trying to make a list of reasons as to why you should stay or why you should go or why they're not the one or why they are the one. It's not a fucking reason. It's a feeling. And if you don't have it, stop trying to find it. I know it's hard to walk away from things, but there's freedom in it to know that you're not lying to yourself anymore, to know that you can exist with the truth and you can actually move forward with it and then find what you're actually looking for. So it's okay if you're not there yet, but if you're listening to this and you have that feeling in your stomach, I know you know. And you'll be ready when you're ready. So... Take a deep breath and don't let this episode stress you out and don't feel like you have to push it and hurry up. I just want you to acknowledge that there is a truth and that sometimes we're not ready for it, but it still exists and you will be ready for it. So thanks for walking with me. You're like, fuck you, you just ruined my relationship. (laughs) And I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Oh wait, hold on, I'm sorry. Really quickly, the next Walking Away From Weed program is on August 29th. So space is limited for this four-day experience. And I also wanted to let you guys know that I'm starting this thing called Steps Forward um, Steps Forward with Ricky Speaking Seminars. So every month I'm going to host a seminar on different topics, so similar to my podcast, but way deeper, and it's going to be live. And yeah, so I'm going to have a space for you guys to get on my email list, get all this information. But August 9th, sorry, August 29th, Walking Away From Weed Group, message me, get in, get in the group, take this step forward. It will transform your life. All right, I'll see you guys next Monday.